time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their life. I'm going to add a little bit more to what Sky said. I love what Sky does. Sky represents loving your school. He represents leading your school. And he's changing paradigms just by... A guy who's a senior in high... You a senior? Senior in high school. Freshman? Senior? Senior, yeah. Senior in high school, standing up here, and he's countercultural. Just the nature of everything he said goes... Flies in the face of our culture. And he's willing to go against the flow. And Sky Miller just stands up here and he talks about his... All that God wants to do. And he... Did you hear him? He wasn't even just casting vision for his school... But he was casting vision for the city. And so he's talking about loving your school, leading your school. I want to talk to you tonight about Lead Now. That's the name of my talk tonight, Lead Now. So you, just, you just heard a young man. And he's leading now. He's not waiting. He's not like, you know, I like the Bible. I like God. I like lots of verses. I like Daniel 6. I like Joel 2. And I'm going to lead one day. I'm going to be a preacher one day. He's a preacher right now. He's an intercessor right now. He's a man spending time with God right now. He's getting on videos, casting vision. He's setting up a meeting with me and dumping vision into me. He's leading now. And I think, I think that's the key for each one of you as we begin. Next week we'll unravel kind of what we're actually going to do. But as we begin to really focus on campuses, one of the things that we want to go deep into your heart is not that the staff or the interns are the leaders, but you, everyone in this tent is a leader. The nature of the fact that you're here, you are someone that is on a Wednesday night coming to worship, pray, study the scriptures, connect. Compared to a dying world that doesn't know Jesus, you are a leader. You are a leader and you need to lead now. So I, wanted, I, I, I had an interesting scenario. I, had, uh, I got to have lunch with this guy who plays in the NFL a couple weeks ago. His name's Kevin Mawai. Kevin Mawai, let's show a picture of There he is right there. So just keep that right there. That's Kevin Mawai. He's a tough cat. And um, he played for the Seattle Seahawks uh, from 94 to 97. Then he got the largest contract for a center at that point uh, on offensive line to play for the Jets in 1998. Played for them from 98 to 2005. Then he played for the Tennessee Titans from 06 to 09. And um, he was a four-year starter for LSU. Got any, yeah, okay, all right, just, I thought I might get some out of the Coles boys, but I got nothing. All right, oh, there they are, all right, good. Played for LSU, and then um, he was, uh, went to the Pro Bowl six consecutive years, 99, 2000, 01, 02, 03, 04. And um, so I, 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 I'm having lunch with this guy a couple weeks ago. You can show the picture of me having lunch with this cat. There it is, yeah. All right. <laughs> what are you laughing at? All right. So... So you can take the picture down because I'm trying to get serious. So. All right, there's me and Kevin. Yep, see, it's a real story. I'm not lying to you. Um, I said take the picture down. All right. No, okay. So I'm having lunch with Kevin Mawai, and uh, Most of the time we were talking about just different NFL stuff. This guy's a radical Christian, loves Jesus with all his heart. And, and I, I said, do you have a lot of Christians, a lot of men of God in the NFL? 
said, what's it, what's it like? Is there a lot of Christians? And his answer was so intriguing to me because it reminds me of what we're talking about on campuses. He said, it's not so much about if there are Christians in the NFL. He said, there are Christians on teams based upon the Christian leadership on that team. And he said, so uh, if, you, if you look at the Jets and if there are Christian leaders, then there will be many that get saved and the Jets will have a, an infiltration of many, many guys that love Jesus. He said, it's not about the city. It's not about the chaplain. It's about the players, the, the, the spiritual vitality of the players on the team. If there are leaders on the team that love God and are going after God with all their heart, then there's absolutely Christians on that team. And, and he talked about just different teams that have dynamic Christians on that team. I was thinking about that, just that concept. And I thought, realistically, as we look at this next year, that is what takes place on campuses. On campuses, there are the potential for moves of God based upon the student leadership represented. Based upon, you watch this year at Discovery Canyon, if you've got a guy like that that kind of believes, hey, I'm going to go after my campus this year, I'm going to be someone that knows Jesus, that runs after God, you watch, there will be young men and women that rally around, and I'm not just, I'm, I'm not trying to glorify Sky, I'm just saying, there will be people that will get saved as a result of, of leaders that say, we are going to love the tar out of this school. It's all based upon leadership. It's based upon if we're realistically going to go after our schools or if we're going to sit around and be passive. And the reality is, is that every single one of you that has said yes to Jesus Christ, every single one of you that is a Christ follower, you have been given the commission, say commission, by Jesus Christ to go into the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And then Jesus says, and surely I'm with you to the end of time. So Jesus is with you. He's with you on your campus. You are not alone. That's Michael Jackson, isn't it? You are not alone. Anyway, uh, oops, that's bad. Delete that from the podcast. Um, you are not alone. You, <laughs> you're not alone. Jesus said he would be with you. He would be with you. And as you go on campus, you, Jesus is with you. He will walk with you. He will help you. He will strengthen you. And you're called to go and make, you are called. So this house is not mostly, hey, we've got some youth pastors at New Life. And their job is to turn us into disciples. We, we're dreaming way bigger than that. We believe that it's our job to help you become leaders and you are the ones that are making disciples on your campuses. We believe that you are the ones that are going to literally lead people to Jesus. You, this year, this year, not in the future, you know, a few years from, I'm talking this year, whether you're in ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade, you, you are gonna lead. So I wanna just give you a few ideas here uh, tonight. As you prepare to go on your campus and be a leader. Everybody say, I'm a leader. leader. Say, lead now. now. I'm a leader. leader. Lead now. now. I'm a leader. leader. Lead now. now. I'm a leader. Leader. Lead now. now. Look at the person next to you. You're a leader. 
lead now. Now I want you to look at them. Say, you're a leader. Suck it up and lead. You're a leader. I'm a leader. You're a leader. I'm a leader. Lead now. Lead now. Lead now. All right, now listen, I want to hear that. Okay, here we go. From this, this side of the room right here, you guys, you're my right fist, all right? You guys are lead, all right? You guys, oh, I'm, a, you're my, I'm a boxer right now, all right? You're now, all right? Okay, so here we go. All right, when I punch you, you say the word lead. When I punch you, you say the word now. And I'm just doing this because I want this to get locked in your head. When you walk away from here tonight, you're going to remember, I'm going to lead now. All right, here we go. Ready? All right, here we go. Ready? Okay, here we go. Give yourself a hand. There you go. All right. Listen. Listen. As we go into this year, I want to encourage you to lead now. I think as I look back in my own life, I think that the days in my high school years of taking risks were the days that solidified in me to lead. I know that leading in high school There was moments where when I took risks to lead and I saw that God was real and I saw lives change and I saw kids come to Christ and I saw prayer, prayer movements, that was when it wasn't just a religion. It wasn't just something mom and dad talked about. It wasn't just something at my church. Man, that's when I, that's when something dynamic that connected with me that Jesus wanted to use me. And right now in this next season, you have the privilege and you have the opportunity and yea, the responsibility by Jesus himself. Jesus says, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, you go. Therefore, you go. Jesus says, I have defeated sin and Satan. I have crushed the enemy. I have risen from the dead. I am victorious. He will reign forever and ever. And he says, but you know what? I've invested myself into these disciples and now you go be the light of the world. While, I'm the, while, I am in the wor- while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. But when I go, you are gonna go be the light of the world and you are the expression of light. You, you get to be the mercy of Christ. You get to be the encouragement of Christ. You get to be Christ on your campus. So I wanna give you a few tips today. Number one is this, love your school. Love it. I'm not saying you gotta love the building. I'm not saying you gotta love the drinking fountains and the bricks and the mascot. I'm not saying that you necessarily, you know, have to love the homework. Here's what I am saying. Love your, love your friends. Love them. I mean, you wanna reach your school? Quickest way that people will care about what you have to verbalize with your mouth is by what you express with your life. And if you love them, if you demonstrate kindness to them, you will create an opportunity and a platform where you will have a voice that can be heard. 
Some people preach and they don't have a voice that can be heard. Some people talk and it's just like, dude, I don't, it doesn't matter what you say. But if you will serve and you will love, if you will love them, then you will develop a voice that can be heard. And you, you will have the opportunity to declare the gospel to them. I think that um, sometimes when I talk to people that want to reach their high school, I get this con- conflicting message because I talk to them and they're like, yeah, 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 I, I really want to reach my school. But then when I listen to their rhetoric, they talk about how much they hate school. And they talk about how much they, they can't wait to get out of school. And um, I got to be honest with you. I, 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 in my brain, I can't cognitively figure out how that works. I can't cognitively figure out how if you're on mission and Jesus has given you an assignment and you want to report to him that you've done a good job and you want to see every single kid on your campus hear the gospel, then it seems like to me, if you're praying for them and you've got a vision for your campus, it seems like there would be enthusiasm and excitement about your school. It seems to me like that means that, that, that I, I, there's an intentionality that I, 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 all in all, I, I love my school. I, I mean, I, 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 that's, that's where you want to go. And I know that's a cultural shift and that fights against American culture and what we've allowed in the church because the church oftentimes isn't that distinct and different like we ought to be. But as the Messiah's misfits, I tell you, it's not right for us to say, hey, I got a couple of years here in this high school, but I, I don't like school. I don't like my school. I don't, I, I just... I, I, man, I can't wait to get out of there. No, 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 no. I remember my senior year of high school when seniors literally were, were, were crying, going, I, I, we're, this is our last week. We're talking graduation week when everybody's supposed to be elated. But there was day after day after day after day of praying for specific people for salvation and there was such vision locked into that group of people. What I'm not saying is that you don't go through the normal processes and steps of life. I'm not saying that you should flunk every year and try to stay in high school for the rest of your life. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is your attitude. Say attitude. attitude. Philippians 2 says that your attitude should be the same as Jesus. Who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. But he made himself a servant. Becoming the bottom. He had an attitude of service. You have this attitude of service. You have this attitude of the way that Jesus, though he was rich, 2 Corinthians 8, 9, though he was rich, though he, for our sakes he became poor, that we through his poverty might become rich. He became the least so that we could be served. You, you are literally going into your school, becoming the least, serving, loving, Pray, you're loving your school. And that means that your attitude is not the typical American teenager attitude. It is not, hate this. Man, I just, I'm too good for this. I'm just, I can't wait to leave. Like, uh, all that. I know some of you are like, you're cool. I mean, you, you, you can do the American cultural cool teenager thing. I'm just telling you that the American cool cultural teenage thing that's too cool for school, that's that's not Christ. You know what Christ is? If we really if we really are Christians, we really are committed to Jesus, our aim, our goal, 
So we want to love. We want to go in and be the bottom. We want to surf. We have an attitude that says, I've got these precious days to serve these people, to pray for these people, to love these people. And that means that it overflows into, I actually love this school. And I know, I know the kickback. You go, David, no, man, my school is like a prison. I don't like it. It's hard. The funny thing to me, if you read out of Acts 16, do you know that Paul was actually in real prison? Oh, no, no, no. Paul was in Acts, you can read it. It goes into Philippi, Acts 16. Paul is thrown into prison. He's, he's preaching the gospel. They throw him into jail. He goes in. I mean, we're talking fists going to the stocks. He is in jail. He's in prison, a real prison. And his response is, man, Silas, I hate this place. I can't wait to get out of here. I'm so ready to go like, I got this apostolic personality. I'm ready to go like swim rivers for the glory of Jesus. And I'm just so ticked. No. We find the attitude of Paul and Silas in prison, Acts 16, a real prison. Worshipping. Worshipping. In fact, what we find is when they're in a real prison, they witness to the jailer. And get the jailer saved. Oh, so if you're in prison, what's your job? Get everybody else in jail saved, just like Paul. There's good exegesis right there. Does that make sense? That's your job. He was in real prison. Oh, but I don't like... No, shut up. We're talking real jail is worse than your high school. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Right, Ty? No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Ty's never been to jail. It's just a joke. I just love him. Pitter-patter, pitter-patter, pitter-patter. Okay? So your aim, our conversation, the culture that we want in this house or this tent, the culture that we want is not like the culture of, man, I hate school. Now, I, I, now what I'm not, I understand that. We got to wrestle with real, you know, your feelings and that we have good days and bad days. I understand good days and bad days. But I don't want the American, I'm too cool for school. I just can't wait to get, man, I can't wait to get out. I, I, I like, as far as this culture, yeah, there's, there's something that God has called me to beyond these walls. And there is a day where I will either, whether you go to college or whatever you do, you go be whatever God's called you to be, you know, skip college and go straight to the NBA, whatever your calling is. But what we want in these days is a culture of, I love my school. I want to soak the marrow. I want to get everything I can out of loving these kids that are my assignment. And even if you feel like you're, like you're in a prison next to them, then be like Paul. He got the guards that they chained him up to. He got them saved. Funny thing. Funny thing. Not only was his attitude an attitude of worship. But do you think that the jailer and his family. Pretty happy that Paul was in jail for a while. I think so. I want to tell you this. 
These are your best days. These are the days where you see, all right, what am I made of? Even when you get out of here, it's not like everything becomes glorious and wonderful. These are the days where you have the privilege. Most of you live with your parents and you have the privilege of getting to eat for free. And this is a good time where you can study the Bible. You can pray. You can lead people to Jesus. You got time. Love your school. Love it. Love them. Love the people. I'm not talking about... No, I'm not saying... I, I, I think it'd be pretty cool if a bunch of you loved your mascots. You know? I think it'd be pretty cool if you... I think, I think honestly, in American culture, I think when a kid is like, dude, I love the people here. I mean... I hate being a Rampart Ram and I hate, you know, the school building and I hate the football team and I hate all that, but I love you. I think people are like, what? Because it can't connect with that. That's kind of like, I don't get that. But so, so I, what, what I have seen that has worked is when you actually are the one that's like, dude, I'm all in. Well, I'm at this school. Call me a Ram. I'm a Ram man, you know, go Rampart. I, I, I like it all, you know. Or a, I'm a Pine Creek Eagle or whatever. I'm a Liberty Lancer. But I'm all in. I, I know and for me when I was in, well, I promise you this. You want an attitude, when people think of you as a Christ follower, you don't want a genuine attitude of this smug, too cool for school. Too, no, you want an attitude of, Man, I love these people. I love, I, I, I love this school. I'm committed. I'm in. Love it. Say love it. All right, love your school. Number two is this, lead your school. Lead. Lead. Lead now. Lead. Lead now. You can't lead in everything. You can't lead, be the first chair flute player, vice president of German club, football player, basketball player, vice president of honor society, on the Palm Squad, you know, wrestling heavyweight and still being the point guard. You can't, you can't do everything. You can't lead in everything. But there are some areas where you can lead. So I want you to pray and ask God to, to help you understand strategically where to lead. And the essence of leadership is essentially that you serve. You serve somewhere. Some of you need to serve in the form of leading prayer meetings. Some of you need to serve when we launch these campus groups. You need to, you need to really serve these campus groups to make them great. Some of you, you need to figure out, some of you, maybe your calling is on, on the football team and you need to serve there. But figure out where to serve. Figure out where to lead. Be strategic. Do not sit around and waste this year being a slug, wasting time, watching movie after movie, video game after video game, bonbon after bonbon, soap opera kid. Don't be that kid. You need to be the kid that finds How can, I'm so compelled with the love of Christ to reach my campus. Where can I serve? Where can I lead? Love your school. Lead your school. This is the last one for tonight. This is a hard one. This is gonna sting. It's gonna hurt a little bit, all right? But you gotta forget Hollywood's high school myths. All of the Hollywood Stuff that says fight to be popular. You gotta let it go. The attitude of Christ, the Philippians 2 attitude. If you're gonna have the attitude of Jesus on your campus, it's not about you being famous, it's about Jesus being famous. 
It's not about your popularity. It's about his popularity. And the very essence of that goes counterculture to what you've seen on television and what you've seen in movies where you are the dominant, lead, famous, cool person. The very essence of Christianity is that we want to make his name and who he is glorious, famous, and well-known. And if popularity is still in your heart, if I want to be popular, that's, that's so alive in kids' hearts. It's so funny when you talk to them. It's kind of, it's, it's really more alive. Our culture aims at you. It's more alive in you in high school. I, I mean, it's, so, it's just so saturated in your mind. And so, a lot, what a lot of people do is they would go, I don't want to be double. I want to be, I want to be into the Jesus thing and I'm going to do whatever it takes to be popular as well. But you've got to drop that. We, we, your, your aim and your goal is the glory of Jesus, not your glory. You've got to drop the Hollywood myth of high school partying. And I know some of you go, well, uh, you know, I think I, could, I think I could shake it. I think I could do the party thing and still do the DSM Wednesday night thing and make it fly. Okay. The essence of you being on mission, of you trying to reach your high school, if you're trying to make sure that they come to a position of knowing Christ, is that you are, when you go, with this whole partying concept, this whole, I'm young and I'm kind of like almost, you know, I've gone through puberty, so I'm almost an adult, but I still live with my parents, so I'm irresponsible. So I get to be a partier in high school, okay? You got to die to that. Because missionaries, kids on mission, witnesses of the gospel, kids that are literally taking the Great Commission literally in, those, in these days, they're not trying to put one foot in that logic and then one foot in the, and I'm going to be a servant of Jesus and all that logic. You've got to cut, cut the chains to that one. You've got to cut it so that you can go and you can run fully after what Jesus wants you to do on your campus. And as long as you try to straddle, I'm a partier, and, you know, this is Friday night and this is Wednesday night. And what's up? You can't, you will end up, and what it says in Revelation 3, you'll end up lukewarm. And actually, what's, tr- what's true is you'll actually end up really miserable. Okay? Because when you're in the party world, you've tasted just enough of God. You've worshipped and encountered God that when you're in this world, it's like your foot's just like, ah. Oh, and you've got, and God goes, I got a piece of your heart, don't I? You're miserable in sin. So then you go, well, I'm going to go after God. I'm going to be a worshiper. And then, but you're partying on the weekend. You're trying to, trying to fake it. And you're trying to worship and go after God. And the devil goes, I got a piece of your heart too. And so when you're here, the devil's saying, you're a hypocrite. And when you're here, you're miserable in sin because you've got your heart beating and you're going, I know that there is a God and I know there's a better way, that Jesus has a better way for me than this life of partying and sin. The best way, the best way, cut the tie, cut the chain and say, I'm all in. I'm all in going after Jesus. The American high school myth, the Hollywood myth, it's not going to live in my heart. If you'll do those three things, if you'll love now, I mean, really love your school now, lead now, don't wait and Just delete some of these myths about 
the, the Hollywood American teenage gig where you try to do the Jesus thing and still do it. I've watched so many kids that tried to do both and you just can't. It's just miserable. If you do those things, you will be better equipped to be a disciple. You'll be better equipped to be a missionary and we are gonna live on mission as missionaries to our campuses. That's what we're about. That's who we are. That's where we're going. That's what DSM is about. It starts with passion. It moves to intercession. It moves to set apart holy consecration. And it ends with we are the great commission on mission. Disciples of Jesus Christ on campuses across the city being lights in a dark world. Amen? Amen. I love you. Have a great night. See you later. Peace of Jesus to you. And over time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did. Because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their life.